0: Welcome to China Tech Talk, a weekly discussion of technology and startups here in China. I am John Artman, editor in chief of Technote, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew Brennan, founder of China Channel. So Matt, you're you're actually in Brussels right now. So what what are you what are you doing halfway around the world? What does this have to do with uh, with China?
1: Yeah, we're going international. I right? um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm in Brussels today, um, I'm doing a little tour of Europe, and I hope the sound quality is not affected too much, um, but yeah, um, you know, just talking about WeChat, doing trainings, and today I'll be down at the uh, the European Union um, building and doing something with the uh, CEO of Trip for, for some people down there. Um, yeah, it's good, I mean, everybody is... You know, this is why people are listening to this podcast because Mm -hmm. China technology um, is affecting the whole world and people need to know about it
0: yeah yeah exactly and and it's and it's funny you mentioned um you mentioned uh, WeChat training because that's exactly what we're going to be talking about um today actually and we're talking about um uh, kind of going off of some of the some of the discussion that that we we talked about last week um with the uh, the apple episode um because there is that tension between um, Apple and their their ecosystem, you know, their and their their App Store and some of what WeChat is trying to do in particular in regards to um the in in regards to the mini programs. Um, so we thought that, you know, it'd be good to kind of go a little bit more in depth um so talk a little bit of, uh, more about, you know, what WeChat is doing um, and you know some some possibilities about where they might be going with um, with their application, and even perhaps you know into the future, maybe into to hardware or or other um, types of services. Um, and so, th- one of the things that that I that I wanted to talk about uh, last week we didn't we didn't really get to it um, was looking at you know Weech- so, the, so again, the tension between Apple and WeChat. And so if if Apple, if if WeChat wanted to decouple. From Apple, in a sense, they would have to make their 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 own hardware. Um, but at the same time, it sounds it's it almost seems like you know they would become a bit a kind of like a like a Google where they're they're a, they're a frenemy, you know, a partner, but also but also a a competitor. And so, Matt, I mean, what are you what are your thoughts on this? I mean, like, do you think that WeChat is like we're going to see a WeChat phone anytime soon? Um,
1: it's possible. Um, I think what what WeChat team are doing is device neutral right now. So it's sitting on top of the hardware. Um, You can log off on WeChat on your phone, log back in on your iPad. Um, It's very mobile centric. There is a desktop version, but it's very much a secondary experience that is in many ways crippled um, deliberately. Um, It's not meant to be a desktop experience, although you can use WeChat on the desktop. And uh, I think both of us are actually probably logged in right now on that. It's very, of very course. common. Yeah. Um, but that is not meant to be um, a primary desktop experience. It's That's supporting what is is a mobile-centric application. And what everyone globally is looking, it's not just WeChat, right? This is a global issue where everyone's saying, okay, the, the mobile phone is mature. Um, mobile has um, has been around for a long time now. And what, what is the next device? What is the next shift here? Are we moving into glasses? Are we moving into uh, magic leap type mixed reality? Are we moving into uh, VR? Are we moving? Are we going to just going to have a chip in our brain? Um, all of these are possibilities, and there's probably stuff out there we haven't even imagined yet. But nobody knows for sure where it's going. So when we say WeChat is um, is going to be moving into hardware, that's very likely um, at some point. I feel the closest the closest you know, but what, this is not going to happen tomorrow though. Let, let me be clear about this. <laughs> yeah, I see this. When I say moving into some kind of device, um, I see that happening two years, three years down the road. You know, not not today. Um, and what that device is, I don't think WeChat team even knows. And uh, I think Alan John was on the record saying recently that any any product any product manager who says that they have a plan for the next year, they have a roadmap that they're 100% clear about what's going to happen for their product in next year, uh, you know, they 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 can't be uh, um, they must be lying basically. There's no way you can plan, <laughs> right? Um, things just move too fast, and there's too many unknown variables. You, you have a philosophy. Um, you have a product values that you stick to. And I think the WeChat team has very, very strong product values and a very clear vision of what their product's about. Um, but then how that actually plays out in terms of, um, you know, mini programs is a great example here. Mm. Uh, you know, how things actually play out um, when, when rubber hits the road, nobody can tell.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, um, because, so because I think, they I mean, they, they have to have some type of roadmap. Um, they have to have, you know, some some direction that that they're trying to go in. I mean, you know, looking at, um, you know, one of their recent, um, one of their recent advertisements for many programs. You know, the way that the way that you know you've interpreted that is that they are that they are kind of teasing this augmented reality function that is going to be tied to QR codes. Um, they haven't released that, but certainly it does seem that that type of feature. Is on the, is on their roadmap, and we might see that within within the year. So you know, to say that yes, of course, you know, we know exactly what's going to happen. You know, from, from from their point of view, to say we know exactly what's going to happen in the next year is is perhaps a bit difficult. But at the same time, they do have a direction that they are trying to go in. Um, and so and so, kind of as you said, you know, with the hardware for WeChat, what would that be, and would it even make sense? to try to make you know a WeChat branded phone if the phone is already becoming so so mature um, I mean there's not much there's not much you can innovate on the phone any longer yeah. and you know for WeChat to go and, and try and try to get into a product category that doesn't have much room for growth um, and you know it's a saturated market pretty much everyone who's going to buy a smartphone already has and if they haven't then they will very soon Um and to get into competition with Samsung, with Apple, with Huawei, um, seems seems like it would not be a very good choice. And so that's and so that's kind of the question: where like, are if they don't do a phone, what would they do? Would it be a watch? Would it be uh, glasses? Would it be something that I, I have no idea what it you know something that's not even I'm not even capable of imagining right now. Um, and I think that there's there's a lot of opportunity for. For WeChat to kind of create their own physical platform, but it would have to be um, not a smartphone
1: and not no, not not a phone as we know it um, now. Mm. Uh, but if we look at what Snapchat's done in the states, I think that's really really interesting. I think that's the closest role model that we can that we've got right now uh, for how something like this could work. Um, obviously, WeChat has far more power than Snapchat. Um, in in their in their home market of China, um, but Snapchat even from their position was able to successfully successfully flip what they're doing into a hardware product, um, one that is uh, you know it's not going to take over the world, but it's it's, it's a success definitely. I think uh, they've they've managed to make it work, um, and so a messaging platform that's moved into what are sort of augmented reality um empowered sort of um hardware glasses that's that's the closest role model we have Mm. um wechat could do a lot more um, but certainly it's possible that they could do that um the direction they're moving into with mini programs is clearly um trying to mimic apple's ecosystem in many many ways um and I think they're they're a very progressive team. They're they're trying to lead now. They're trying to lead in terms of um, they've been leading for a long time in China in terms of innovation and pushing forward what uh, the forefront of, of, of uh, the trends of, of what's happening on mobile in China. Um, but now I think they've reached a stage where they have to um, start reimagining what's possible, and yeah. that's exactly what what um, what many programs is about because. Um, it's, they're essentially saying, okay, let's forget that apps ever happened. Um, let's, for, let's forget that, you know, that the iPhone and the, and the paradigm that we've all been thinking of uh, mobile has been set by Apple. It was set by Steve Jobs almost you know, a decade ago. Um, let's imagine that didn't happen and what would it look like right now um it you know, and what they're going for is apps can be everywhere the app store is in the real world, and that's where mm. the the augmented reality sort of vision comes in. How that actually plays out, I don't think they even know themselves yep. um, but the concept there is that you know um, apps should be everywhere they should appear when you just need them and, and disappear. There shouldn't be this whole clunky install um, update process download it's just it's ridiculous. Um, that's 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 a concept that comes from um, a time that's over now, mm. a historical period which doesn't exist anymore. Um, we need to think afresh of how we can interact with technology um, and broadly speaking the 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 offline world and the online worlds are coming closer together they're becoming more integrated that's clearly the direction that everything is going in. Um, and that's what they're trying to. Um, that's what, where they're trying to go as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. That makes that makes a lot of sense. But I, I have to wonder to what degree you know how how difficult this 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 has been, um, because you know you look at uh, QQ for example, um, and one of the reasons that, that Q, I mean, you, I mean QQ itself is just you know um, the the Chinese version of, of ICQ. Um, you know they they they, they took uh, a, a proven technology. And you know, localized it to the China market, much like a lot of successful Chinese companies um, have, have have done in the past. Um, but you know, the way that they were able to be successful was Q, with QQ. But it was almost it was almost by by accident, you know, because at the time um, when they were looking to monetize on that, um, just the the ads, the ad networks, ad distribution just wasn't really there yet in China. And so, in order to monetize, they had to sell virtual items. And, and through that, they were able to leverage that into creating, creating games where you could also buy uh, virtual items as well. And that's really kind of what they are as, as a company it is a consumer focused social and, and gaming company. Um, and so, you know, on the one hand, maybe they've, they've been able to innovate in terms of how to get people to spend more money inside of an application or inside of a game, um, how, you know, what types of, um, you know, virtual items are, are interesting to consumers, you know, similar to uh, stickers on, on WeChat, you know, you can, which you can purchase um, as well. And so in terms of them being able to find the right cultural hooks or the right consumer hooks, um, in order to, to, to appeal to their, to their main customer, I think is, um, I mean, obviously they, they, they can do that and they've been able to innovate on that. Um, but when it comes to, you know, technological innovation, um, when it comes to, um, you know, we're talking about hardware, when it comes to innovating, you know, on, on hardware, um, I have to wonder how, how comfortable that type of transition has, has been for them and kind of, you know, what internally, what kind of growing pains they, they've, they've had to go uh, through that. I mean, because you look at, the way that I think about WeChat more and more is WeChat is in some, has a lot of parallels with Google, I think, in the sense that they are an engineering-led company. Um, and and that engineering-led company has led them to uh, where they where they are right now. But, you know, more and more, but the engineering wasn't necessarily, again, it wasn't necessarily about technically innovating. It was about scaling up. It was about creating creating uh, you know consumer consumer facing products so it seems to me that they're that they're learning how to pivot away uh towards more technically minded products so 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 products that actually um need a bit more technical innovation and they're also having to move away a little bit from their consumer based business where their main customer um is no longer going to be the consumer but it's going to be um advertisers and and other businesses um, and so far, it seems like they're doing that pretty gracefully. But again, I really do have to wonder kind of internally, you know, what that debate has been like and, and, and how and, and whether or not that's, that's, you know, caused discomfort.
1: They're making more money from adverts and they are making money more money from cloud services. But I question whether it's actually the focus now. Mm, I, they're very much a product-driven team, um, that's not going to change and it shouldn't. Um, the power of Tencent has always been to um, be having been able to build products that people love and have all of the users on their platform um, and reduce friction and make things easy for people to do and um, they're not an advertising driven company. and. I don't see the advertising business model, obviously there's all their investors always have a go at them and, and, and pretty much hound them to, to make more money from advertising and because they look at what Facebook's doing they look at what Google's doing and, and you know they're making so much money on adverts but I question whether the Chinese consumer actually whether that's a sustainable business model in the long term. Um, I think that it's clear that the WeChat team and Tencent higher management don't see that as what the direction they truly want to go in. Um, otherwise, they would have made a lot more efforts in that area. They've been extremely careful um, for for WeChat advertising not to um, not to increase the ad inventory load. You know, you can see one advert per day on on Moments newsfeed. That's the maximum. Um, the average is lower than that. When you compare that with Facebook, it's it's like night and day. Facebook is, uh, they've pushed the advertising so far. I think they said one of their statements recently is that they, they let the investors know that they can't actually release any more inventory right. because it's just too much advertising. They've reached the limit of what's possible without absolutely annoying everyone. And I think a lot of people are annoyed. Um, as, as a user of a Facebook product, it's, it's a pretty crappy experience, I think, to have so many adverts um, in there, even if they are highly targeted so that you know, you're seeing adverts that should be for products that you're interested in. Um, I don't think WeChat's ever going to do anything like that, um, certainly not in the, in the short term and the mid term. Um, it's not what, it's not, certainly not what Alan Jung is interested in. Um, that's for sure. So, yes, they're doing more stuff with with um, with companies, and yeah, you know, for example, Starbucks is the big one, right? Last year, um, their cooperation that was that was the clearest example of of um, of what they're you know working together with companies. Mobike is 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 another good one, uh, but Mobike is a technology company, right. you know. So, Mobike's not your typical brand, but Mobike and WeChat team have been working really closely together. Um, and and so Starbucks is probably a better example. Starbucks is more of a traditional brand as it were. Um,
0: you know, it's not a tech, it's not a tech company. Um, a few big differences, uh, for example, between Starbucks and, and Mobike, um, in particular, you know, uh, Tencent has not invested in Starbucks. And so they're, they're, they, they don't have that, that similar relationship as they do with, with Mobike. Um, you know, Starbucks, as you say, is a traditional brand in a sense. I mean, their, their business is, um, uh, you know, brick and mortar selling coffee, selling um, snacks and things like that. Um, and, then, and then also, I think on top of that, they're a foreign company as well. I mean, you know, if you look at Starbucks, it wasn't until earlier this, was it, was it late last year um, that they started to accept uh, WeChat as a form of payment. Um, and before that, the only type of, of non cash, non credit card payment that they would accept was was Apple Pay, um, and now they only accept WeChat. They don't they don't actually accept um, Alipay, and so I think that that in and of itself was a was a pretty pretty big win in a sense, uh, both for Starbucks and and for WeChat. Um, but it's it. But again, it's Starbucks is not. Uh, not a technology company, but they're super, super popular, and so I think it was it was a great way for for WeChat to make a partnership with with a company that seems, on the surface at least, to be a bit difficult to work with in the sense that they're going to have fairly high requirements, um, about, uh, what types of partners they're going to work with, uh, what kind of benefits they're, they're actually going to receive. Unlike Mobike, for example, where, you know, they're getting tons of support. Um, they're a startup, they need, they need mentors. They need people who are, um, experienced with creating these products and, and integrating them in them into, into WeChat. Um, and so, and so for Starbucks, obviously it's a, it's a pretty big win, but then, you know, With, with the, the focus of the WeChat team on that product, you know, bringing in an advertisement, a a partnership with a traditional, with a traditional brand, with a non-technology company, and again, a foreign company on top of that, you know, that does seem like, you know, they would be worried that this would affect the user experience or that they would, that there would be some, some type of, of backlash, um, and to be honest, you know, when they released um, the 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 coffee uh, gift cards on WeChat, I was expecting a little bit more of a backlash um, from from the netizens, but that didn't it didn't really seem to to happen all that much.
1: No, I don't think so. Um, you know, it's, fact is, it's, what they did with Starbucks is not a huge change to the app. It was a temporary promotion. Um, for most users, they didn't. It didn't affect their experience of, of using WeChat at all. Um, the way they cooperated with these, with this brand was very light. Um, we're, not, we're not talking about typically what, how other apps might cooperate with brands. Um, in China, it would be something more similar. Okay, you know, you pay us money, we'll throw an advert in our user's face when they open the app for five seconds. Um, that's a far more typical advertising brand promotion, right. um, for, 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 on mobile for China. Um, I don't think we ch- has any interest in doing that type of promotion, um, because it's one that's, yeah, it's, it's more of a sort of, in my mind of more traditional app, you know, Facebook, Google type, that's just throw adverts at people to monetize paradigm, which I think is, is an old paradigm. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think um, it's the future of of, of what mobile and what the technology is um, about. The way WeChat's doing it is far more interesting and far more forward-looking. Um, so and 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 for them, it's it's very very clear that payments is far more important. I mean, yep. what they're going for with with, with WeChat Pay um, is going to be ultimately more far more lucrative than anything they could make with with advertising bugs. I feel. Um so the direction for, for for Starbucks, yes, it was important yes, it's a foreign brand um even I think Pony Ma was on the record um with a uh, he put something on his moments saying you know it's very very difficult for a WeChat team to actually um promote a brand um you know it's saying oh this this one must be special sort of teasing people uh, that something's coming. Um, yes, it was special. I think it was definitely um, uh, an element there of, you know, um, uh, putting putting two fingers up to Apple in terms of. Oh, by the way, the, the <laughs> partner that you partner that you got for Apple Pay exclusively is now is now come over to us. Yep. Um, so there's an element of that, and then I think it's much more about the virtual gifting. So mm. the the brands were aligned in terms of. Starbucks wanted to do gifting of coffees um, within WeChat. That was that was the core promotion. That was actually I think probably WeChat was much more interested in that that part of it, because that idea of gifting objects, you know, using um, a messaging app to send um, you know send a coffee to your friend, um, or WeGold, which is another recent uh, yeah. promotion where you can send gold to somebody over you know a virtual gold. Um, to, to your friends, um, this kind of thing is what they're interested in. Uh, that you can you can not just send money on WeChat, but you can send objects. Um, this is a very
0: very you know this 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 is huge potential. Well, Matt, can you can you just explain that for a second? I mean, so how exactly does the like the gold Hongbao work? I mean, are you are you actually sending people real gold, or is it just you know you are sending people an amount of money? that gold is worth at a certain point in time
1: yeah so it's essentially very similar to the red packet feature but it's for gold but the gold is virtual gold so you're in, pretty much making an investment in gold but it's a micro investment it's it can be tiny it can be just a you know much less than a dollar um, and you're buying a virtual amount of gold um, and, and and sending that to 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 friends over WeChat um, so it's essentially an investment tool, um, but it doesn't feel like that. It feels like a, a red packet. It feels like a game. It feels like something that is um, a present, basically, a sort of social gifting. Mm. Uh, and the campaigns that they've done with that product are based around things like uh, Valentine's Day, things like uh, f- uh, you know May 20th, uh Festival, which is another basically Valentine's Day. Day. There's, there's a lot of Valentine's days in in China. There's far too many Valentine's days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's based around that. It's a you know a gifting. So yeah. the potential there is quite big for for that. And I think it's a very interesting concept.
0: Yeah, I have to, I have to agree. And again, kind of going back to uh, to QQ and things, I think this is something that that Tencent as a company has shown that they are very good at they they they've been very good at understanding Chinese consumer culture um, and kind of understanding what it what types of features we're gonna get people interested and gonna gonna get a lot of of traction. I mean the the the, the red packets that you talked about um, you know I mean when they were first introduced it just it took off. It, it took off and and you know a lot of it it was created in order to get people you know to hook into WeChat Pay because the only way that you could actually claim a red packet was if you um, connected connected your bank card or your credit card um, to WeChat Pay. But I mean even even now, you know AliPay is still leading in mobile payments, but WeChat is killing it with with red packets. Anytime that there's an occasion to send red packets, WeChat is, is the is the clear winner. Um, And so, again, I think it really does show that, you know, Tencent as a company, they're very good at um, understanding what is it that 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 people want from their social products. And in particular, um, what they really want is a way to to give gifts, um, a way to, you know, very, very frictionless, very easy. Um, They can people can can show. How much they care about other people, um, and that's the thing I think that it's important to remember is that China is it's it's the Chinese culture it's it's uh, based around gift giving. You know, we talk about Guanxi uh, relationships. We talk about you know this idea of of um, in some what some people might call call corruption, um, but it's all it's all based on on gift giving. You know, when someone when a relative comes to visit my house, they're going to bring you know a thing a thing of milk for the for the kids and maybe you know some. If it's the mid-autumn festival, they're going to bring some moon cakes. And the same thing, you know, if we go to visit a, a good friend or a relative, we're always going to bring gifts. Um, and more than likely, they're going to have gifts for us. And so this is something that is a, is a large, large part of, of, um, of, of Chinese culture. And so I think that that's, that's really important to point out. Like, that's one of the reasons that, you know, that promotion with Starbucks, I think, uh, was so successful. As you say, there was that synergy Um, but the thing is, I mean this is kind of going back a little bit to to mini programs as well, because to my mind, and this is kind of how I think they're a little WeChat is a little bit like Google in a sense, where with the mini programs, it was kind of a failed launch, I think, where um, you know, they, they they've been teasing these mini programs, these mini apps for for months. They're finally released and they're not really what they should have been. Um, to my mind, what many programs should have been at launch was, was automatically connecting offline to online, you know, like actually showing everyone what the potential of these things actually are instead, you know, it's, uh, three or four months down the road. And finally, we're starting to get a glimpse of, of what, what they could actually be, um, And so, you know, at at, at launch, they should have had a Starbucks mini app where you could, you know, scan the QR code and get a get a coupon Um, and, and, you know, just have have these things at these physical stores where, you know, where you were able to, to use these mini apps. But they don't seem seem to have done that. And I and honestly, I have to I have to wonder why. Was it because they had the feature wasn't ready to be implemented? Was it because it was too difficult to 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 form these to form these partnerships? Um, Because it seems like, you know, with what they've teased with the AR feature, um, you know, they're ready to to kick this off with McDonald's, with Starbucks and with other other um, offline brands.
1: Yeah, well, the the feature is extremely ambitious um, and it's essentially to make it work. There has to be an ecosystem. Uh, It's very similar to thinking how official accounts started off. Yeah, when WeChat started doing official accounts, they weren't millions of official accounts from day one. Uh, it took time to, for people to realize the potential and for them to open up what official accounts could do. Uh, they started off very, very basic. Um, official accounts were used by celebrities uh, originally, uh, like singers, to to communicate with their fan base. They weren't really used by by businesses from day one. Um, so. And then when you look at uh, what Apple achieved with with the App Store, you know, App Store did not have millions of apps in it from day one. Uh I, I, I've, I've, I've got to go back. I did remember reading an article recently that was talking about the beginning of the App Store and how, uh, or, or certainly the beginning of the iPhone, where there was a period for a couple of months where the iPhone had been launched, but it wasn't like getting huge traction, at the you know in the first month or two, and then it suddenly like took off. Um, like crazy. So, you know, often when these big, big ideas come out, um, I think official accounts for WeChat was a bigger idea, a much bigger idea than, than, than mini programs. Um, and that, that, that's a good role model here, that this will take time. Um, especially now, when you start something off like mini programs, I think WeChat team has confused a lot of people with, with their positioning um, even people in the in the tech community are like confused over what this product actually is. Mm. Um, what is it about? How, and and the key at the beginning was, for the first few months, everyone was saying there's no way to get traffic to these to these mini programs. So they had to resolve that. Um, it's clear they have changed their positioning. Um, it's clear that they've had to go back and rethink some of what they've been uh, talking, what the what they were trying to go for at the beginning. Um, an example of that is that the the mini programs were not meant to design, be um, opened up online. So the, the QR codes were deliberately blocked so that you could open it up within an article. And now that's changed. And that's quite different from what they were saying uh, in January. So, yes, they have definitely changed the implementation of, of the idea. Uh, that's without question. Um, but the... The, the key here is that this won't, I don't think the expectation was ever that this was going to, from day one, be, be a huge thing. I think mean, that's completely unrealistic. Um, of course, when you read uh, lots of articles online and people talk about it, it people never, um, you know, m- the media will never present it that way. There will be, you know, it's launching, and when something launches, you expect it to be ready and, and, and amazing.
0: There's but, supposed to be fireworks, you know?
1: Right, right. But having said that, you know, I've always been very bullish on it because it's very clear from, from the top level management staff that they have had a clear, a clear idea of where they're going and that they are putting a massive resources into this. Now, you can say, well, there's lots of examples of companies that have put massive resources into stuff and it's failed. Um, And that's true for, you know, WeChat's failed in terms of, mostly failed in terms of international expansion. So it's not like they succeed at everything. Um, But why I feel this almost can't fail in many ways is because essentially all they're trying to do is drive traffic from official accounts, from service accounts, into these new mini programs. And they, they control all the levers, essentially, to make that happen. So... It's just a matter of WeChat finding the right way to drive they already have humongous traffic and all they're trying to do is drive this traffic into this new uh, form of, of, of technology, this mini program. they're trying to and, and, and they're being very careful about it. but if it's if it's not working, if they're not driving enough traffic, then all they need to do is make changes because they control they control the ecosystem completely. Mm. They could shut down official accounts if they wanted to. obviously they're not going to do that. But they could, if they if they wanted to. They have complete control. It's their garden. So as long as they, as long as the messages from high management are, are are consistent in saying that this is the future of WeChat, this is the direction we want to take, and we're willing to put resources into this to make it happen, then you know they're going to make it happen. It's just how much they need to compromise in terms of um, you know perhaps. Um, disrupting the user experience a little bit more than, they, than they're they used to or, you know, spending a bit more money in order to, you know, get people to, to, to get interest or, or whatever it is. Um, but they'll, they'll try and do it in a way that uh, keeps to their values, keeps to their product values and their philosophies. There,
0: there, there, is, there is some confusion. I mean, because you have the surface accounts and you have the official accounts. And it does seem that in a sense, you know, WeChat is trying to cannibalize traffic away from those into, into many programs and they haven't done a very good job of explaining it. And I I think, I think you, you make some really good points around that. Um, and at the same time they are, you know, they have these, these open classes that they offer on a regular basis, um, that, you know, talk about these features and kind of how they, how to use them. Um, and so they are trying to, to educate people, um, and it is it is kind of funny because I think this is one of the big challenges for for any technology company. Like when you can see that the future of your product uh, or of your company is going to be based around you know this this huge shift in user behavior um, or or in, in in product behavior, then you know you it, it's it you really need to push people to to start doing that and really kind of get them used to it. And so in a sense, I guess it it was good. That they didn't just, you know, shut down service accounts and official accounts and say, "Okay, now everyone has to use uh, many programs." But again, at the same time, um, what what they're what they're supposed to be used for wasn't wasn't quite clear, um, and I have to wonder from a brand perspective as as well you know, to what degree they've, they've been convinced of, of its use, you know, because again, you know, we chat are they're, they're very protective of the user experience to the detriment of advertisers, to the detriment of brands. Um, and so one does have to wonder, you know, to what degree they were able to make concessions or to what degree they had to, uh, make compromises with, with like McDonald's, KFC, Starbucks, and so on. Um, in order to, to kind of get them, get them actually on board. Um, but that's the thing i mean like if 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 many programs do actually take off um wechat is just going to dominate even more than they are right now um you know wechat is is the entry point for so many people into you know the new o2o economy of you know ride ride hailing bike sharing mobile payments and 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 things like that that if they can again connect that loop of of offline to to online i mean there's there's pretty much no reason to to use any other application that that's that's involved with an O2O service, and so we're talking about you know food delivery, um, we're talking about maybe even e-commerce, and so um, and all these all these different different things that are powered because the offline ecosystem is not robust enough in China that people go online to fulfill their their offline needs, but if people can go offline. To fulfill those needs through an online, an online intermediary, then 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 they, then they definitely uh, will will do that. And that is about where Skype stopped working for us. But I think that you can see where we were going with this, and unfortunately, we did start um, covering some some old ground. And so, if you are interested in hearing more about mini programs, you can look uh, back to episode two where we talked uh, more about mini programs uh, and how they are just set to dominate the future for WeChat. Uh, and as always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, we would really appreciate it if you left a review on iTunes. There is a link to the tutorial uh, in the show notes of this episode on how to actually do that. Also, if you use Overcast, you can just uh, very easily press the star on uh, this episode page inside the app. This really helps us to uh, to get more listeners, and it's a great way to show show your support.